our um, announcements are concerned. Um, you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Kings 18. 1 Kings 18, let's all stand as we honor God's Word by standing. I'm going to read to you um, uh, through verse 16 of... Um, of, of 18, this is where my message is taken for to this morning and this afternoon. Chapter 18 of 1 Kings says, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. And Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab. And there was a sore famine in Samaria. And Ahab called Obadiah, which was the governor of his house. Now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. For it was so when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord that Obadiah took, took a hundred prophets and hid them in fifty, by fifty in a cave and fed them with bread and water. And Ahab said unto Obadiah, Go into the land unto all the fountains of water and unto all the brooks, preadventure, we may find grass to save the horses and mules alive that we, we, lo- we lose not all, that we lose not all the beast. So they divided the land between them to pass throughout. Ahab went one way by himself and Obadiah went another way by himself. As Obadiah was in the way, behold, was was in the way, behold, Elijah met him, and he knew him, and fell on his face and said, "Art thou that my Lord? Art thou that my Lord, Elijah?" And he answered and said, "I am. I am. I am. Go tell the, thy Lord, behold, Elijah is here." And he said, "What have I? What have I sinned that thou wouldest?" Deliver thy servant into the hand of Ahab to slay me. And, and the Lord thy God li- liveth, as the Lord thy God liveth, there is no nation or kingdom whither my Lord hath not sent to seek thee. And when they said he is not here or he is not there, he, he, he took an oath of the kingdom and nation and they found thee not. And now thou sayest, Go tell the, tell thy Lord, behold, Elijah is here. And it shall come to pass, as soon as I am gone from thee, that the Spirit of the Lord shall carry thee whither I know not. And so when I come and tell Ahab he cannot find thee, he shall slay me. But I, but I, thy servant, fear the Lord from my youth. Was it not told my Lord that I did, I did when was, was it not told my Lord what I did when Jezebel slew the prophets of the Lord? How I hid a hundred men of the Lord's prophets by fifty in a cave and fed them with bread and water? In other words, what he's saying here is, I would rather not know you, Elijah, uh, than, than to take, go before Ahab. And now thou sayest, go tell thy Lord, behold, Elijah's here and he shall slay me. And Elijah said, As the Lord of hosts liveth, before whom I stand, I will surely show myself unto him today. 
So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. Thank you for the blessings of it. Thank you, Lord, for the time we have together this morning. Lord, we just pray that you'll go with us and watch over us. Go with us throughout this day, Lord. Whatever you would have us to do, whatever you would have us to preach today, Lord, I pray that you'll give us the words that we need uh, to preach concerning this faithful Elijah, Lord, who whose life was prepared for a great task that the Lord had for him to do. Thank you for everything, Lord, for it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. We'll talk about faithful Elijah. Faithful Elijah. This is message two, second message on this. Last week was the first message on it. This is the second message on it. Now, we've already learned... Uh, uh, Elijah, Elijah was a, was in some ways, uh, was depressed to the fact that he became afraid. And, and a lot of people who depressed, you know, they fear is what comes up on them a lot. But he, he got to the point to where that God had something for him to do, but the Lord couldn't use him until he prepared him for it. He had to prepare Elijah. Elijah wasn't ready for the task, especially when uh, when old Jezebel thought that she had killed all the prophets, and and when and when Obadiah has to tell uh, uh, Ahab that he hid some of them so she couldn't kill them, then he said, "He'll slay me." He'll kill me for doing that, and and, uh, and but uh, but what what would he do to Elijah when Elijah meets him? So you see, that's a that's a task that the Lord had for him to do. Lord, knowing all this, knowing all this, and knew that Elijah wasn't ready for it, uh, then he began to prepare him for it, and and so we we'll, we'll look at that uh, that today, and we'll get into when. Uh, he he went to show himself unto Ahab, as he did. Um, you know the thing that I want you to get out of this. You know, some of you may say, "Well, why are you preaching this?" Well, uh, I want to show you that Lord has he has task that he wants his children to do. And let me tell you, the Lord is not going to ask you to do anything that he has not first prepared you for it. You know, some people say, well, I just can't do that. If you can't do it, the Lord will prepare you to do it. You'll be able to do it when the Lord prepares you to do that task. And and sometimes, even sitting here right now, there may be some in preparation right now for a task that the Lord's got for them to do later on. You just don't know. You You, you just don't know, you know, you... You you just don't know how things are going to come up in your life, things that you may say, well, I'm not strong enough to accept this. But you realize beforehand God has prepared you for that. I was just watching uh, uh, Carson and and uh, Garrett up there, you know, when they were up there singing with the, with the lights. Um, I was I was going to tell... Carson and Garrett, I knew I knew they drove down here from from um, 
Athens to go to church for four months. I drove 360-some miles one way to go to, to, to pastor a people, to serve as interim pastor to a people in the middle part of Illinois. I drove all the way from Kentucky to Illinois every Sunday. I'd go, I'd go on Friday night. I would drive up there on Friday nights after I got off of work on Friday. I would drive up there and then I would visit on some on Sunday and, and, and then on, on Saturday and then on Sunday I would go preach at the Salem Missionary Baptist Church for those folks. I did that for four months. I'd drive 360-some miles up there, and then when the service was over with, at around 8.30, quarter to 9 on Sunday night, I drove another, I drove that 360-some miles back, and then I had classes in the seminary. I had classes at 7 o'clock that next morning. So you can imagine, you know, you'll say, well, how'd you do it? Well, God prepared me for that, and I'll never forget um, when uh, Dr. Roscoe Braun called me up, and he said, there's a church up in Illinois that's wanting somebody to come and serve as the interim pastor for them for a while. They need somebody because their pastor got killed in a car wreck. And I thought to myself, I can't do that. I can't go to school, work a job, got a family, and and go up there 360 miles one way, go up there and preach to those folks and come back. Well, all of a sudden I realized right then, I, was, I wasn't but 22 years old, <clears throat> but I realized right then that God had been preparing me for that. And I remember Dr. Roscoe Brong, I told Dr. Roscoe Brong, I said, I don't know if I can do that or not. He said, I wouldn't have asked you if I didn't think you could do it. And he, and so he knew that God had been preparing me for that task. I didn't know God was preparing me for that. I never, I never heard of Willow Hill, Illinois. Well, I never, I was never in Illinois to start with. I, I never, I never heard of, those, of that. But all of a sudden, you know, I went up there the first, Friday night, and I spent the whole weekend up there and got back, and each weekend it just got stronger and stronger. Each weekend, the Lord just made me stronger and stronger. And the last Sunday I went up there, when I was coming home, I pushed snow up in front of my vehicle all the way through Indiana and out of Illinois all the way through Indiana. I pushed snow up in Vincennes, Indiana, when I got, when I went out of Vincennes, Indiana, it quit snowing. And I crossed over the bridge in, into Kentucky, over the river into Kentucky, and the snow was gone. You know, and I thought then, I said, well, I'm never going to get home. That's just, you just don't realize how God prepares you for what to do. The same way with coming to Georgia. God prepared me before he sent me to Georgia. He prepared me for what he had for me to do down here. And I'm going to tell you, there may be some of you that God is preparing you right now for something that, that he's going to have you do later on. 
Now you'll say, well, I've never done a job for God. Well, you're hurting if you haven't. You might say, well, I've never had, I've never had God ask me about a task to do. Well, you're hurting. You're hurting because you're not doing what you should be doing as far as the Lord is concerned. As far as the Lord is concerned concerning His church, you haven't been doing what you should be doing. If the Lord hadn't, if the Lord hadn't given you some task to do, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing that, uh, how the Lord will prepare you for whatever He wants you to do. He'll prepare you for that. And just like old Jonah, you know, Jonah got one of the biggest educations any man could get in the belly of that whale. One of the, one of the best educations anybody could get was in the belly of that whale. And, and Jonah, Jonah thought, well, now I can't go and preach to those doggone Gentiles. He said, God, I'm not going to go preach to those Gentiles. God said, you are. And God didn't tell Jonah this, but God said to, God said in his infinite wisdom, he said, I'm going to make you ready to go. <laughs> Jonah was, Jonah was so ready to go that he, he, he run a three, a three day journey in one day. That's how quick he wanted to get to there and do the job that God had called him to do. You know, we, we act like sometimes that, you know, that God doesn't have a thing for us to do. That you, you, you're lucky, Brother Paul, if I come and sit in a pew every Sunday or some Sundays. You know, sometimes that's how we act. And, and that God doesn't have a thing for us to do. But I'm going to tell you, God's got a lot for us to do. And it's going to be more as time goes along. God's going to have for every one of you to do here at Landmark Baptist Church. You know, what, what's you going to do when your pastor drops dead? What you going to do then? You're going to say, oh, I've got somebody lined up. You may not have anybody lined up too. Maybe one of your favorite people, but that's not necessarily the person that God's going to have. That's not so. I'm telling you, folks, God prepares people for whatever he's sending them to do. He prepares them for it and gets them ready for it. And, and so that's the way it was with, 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 uh, with uh, Elijah. God prepared a way for him. The brook at Cherith was a great message for Elijah. The greatest message that God preached to Elijah that day to get him ready was at that brook. Elijah didn't know God was preaching to him, but he was preaching to him all the time. Elijah, if, if Elijah had, a, had the sense that he should have had, he would have known that it, there, was, there was a famine in the land. He would have known that brook would eventually dry up. But no, he laid back and, man, I got it made. I got water to drink. I've got, I've got the ravens come and they feed me every day. They bring me food. I've got it made. And all of a sudden one day, boom, it dried up. The ravens quit coming. The brook dried up. And Elijah said, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do now? And God said, let's get into the second phase of my lessons to strengthen you, Elijah. Did you go to Zarephathah, the city over there? Said there'll be a widow over there. Said she'll take care of you. And um, so as 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 he went to Zarephathah, and sure enough, 
when he got to the gate of the city, he saw the woman. He saw the woman. And, and Elijah said, well, this must be her then. You know. And Elijah told her, said, you feed me. He said, you feed me. He said, God, God already promised me you're going to feed me. Boy, I tell you, I, I can imagine what it'd be like today if we did something like that. God's already promised me you're going to feed me. He said, you feed me. She said, sir. He said, I'm sorry, but, but said, all I've got is a handful of meal and a cruise of oil. And said, me and my son are getting ready to eat our last meal of our life. We're going to die after that because we'll starve to death. And old Elijah, old Elijah got the lesson. He got at the brook with God taking care of him there. He said, no, you feed me. He never did tell that woman God's going to take care of the rest of it. He never did tell her that. He said, you feed me. And she did. And she got one of the greatest lessons of her life out of Joe, out of the lessons that Elijah got. She got one of the greatest lessons of her life. That is, that every time she went to that barrel, she scraped off the bottom of it another handful of, uh, of meal. And she had, she went to that, that oil, that cruise was full of oil every time she went. And she, she sustained for one year. It sustained her, her son, and Elijah. And then Elijah, then God had another thing for Elijah. Elijah's, her son, got sick unto death. And Elijah never thought that he would ever have to heal somebody. But God had given him the power to take that son down out of the attic, bring him down to the main part of the house, and lay him on the bed, and the son got well. And that woman said, of a truth, I know that you're a man of God now. Did that woman ever believe as a man of God? Not till then. She just thought she was feeding a stranger. You know who he was. See, you never know what you never know what God what God's going to do to use you. You never know that. You never know that, and I know that to be the truth. I mean, somebody asked me the other day, said, "How long have you been in Georgia?" I said, "43 years," and they said, "Well, you've been here longer than any preacher around that I know of." I said, "Well, God has sustained me here." They said, what made you stay here? I said, God sustained me here. God prepared you folks. <laughs> you didn't know that. You didn't know what God, you didn't know God was preparing you to take care of a big old uh, uh, fat preacher and his needy wife. And his two little girls. You didn't know that. Why some of you sit there. When I first we first went down Friendship Baptist Church, some of y'all couldn't understand why she had a covering on her head. Now you're not ashamed to wear one now. I'm telling you, folks, God takes care of his children. 
Now, when we talk about this, that was the first, probably the first half of this message I just gave to you there. We want to get to the point where his mission was not a good one, for he did not want to face King Ahab. That was the mission that God had prepared him for, was to go face King Ahab. Jezebel had killed out all the prophets. See, she thought she had. She had killed out all the prophets of God. She would killed them all out. But now she's about to, now one of those prophets that Jezebel thought she killed him out, one of them's about to meet Ahab. Obadiah, who was Ahab's right-hand man, he told Elijah, he said, I can't go tell him because he said, you're supposed to be dead. Said you're supposed to be dead. Said she killed out all of you, all of you folks, all of you people. And Obadiah said, "When I go to him, I'm going to have to explain to him why you're still alive." And he said he's not going to like that. That he'll slay me when he finds it out. Now Ahab. Now listen, folks. Ahab was a saved man. I don't understand it. He was a saved man. But he was married to an unsaved woman. That ought to teach us something right there. He was married to an unsaved, a wicked woman. Oh, she was a pretty woman. And he was the king. And he married her. And she, she, she said, well, I'll change him. Or, or, or Ahab says, put this, Ahab said, well, I'll change her. But he didn't. She changed him. She made Ahab one of the most hated men in his area. See what, what we go to? The call came to Elijah, go show thyself unto Ahab. Immediately, Elijah went to show himself. But just remember this, as you think of the faithfulness of of Elijah, Ahab already knew who Elijah was. What was the first thing Abraham said to him? He said, you're that troubler of Israel. Ahab was a king of Israel. He said, you're the troubler, troubler of, of Israel. He knew who he was. See, that's, that's what's amazing about it is. A lot of people know who you are when you don't realize they know who you are. They know what you are. They know how you are. They know all about you before they ever get to know you who you are. They know all about you. Just like the black guy that came up to me, he said, you're a preacher, aren't you? I've never seen a guy before in my life. But anyway, that's uh, that's the way it is. Elijah knew, I mean, um, Ahab knew Elijah. Obadiah knew Elijah. Even, even though Elijah was got to be a, a sissy acting at one time, and depressed and such, 
scared to death to do anything because he, he'd heard of the deaths. The Jezebel was killing all the prophets off. He was scared to death. But all of a sudden, he's not afraid anymore. He's not afraid anymore. Three years ago, Jehovah commanded him to go and hide himself. And if you go back to chapter 17 and verse 3, he commanded him, he commanded him, he said, you go and hide yourself. See, Jehovah God knew that his, his life was in danger. Trust the Lord to take care of you. Don't trust your own wisdom and your own thoughts and your own mind and your own ways. Trust the Lord to take care of you. And he will. He will trust him to take care of you. You know, you, you, if you fall up on hard times, trust the Lord to get you out. You're, you're on, you're into hard times for some reason. I was reading something on Rhonda's Facebook. What Candy and JJ said, said they thought they'd never come up on anything like this in their life. But it seems like they're doing real good. Seems like they're taking it real good, you know. You just got to trust the Lord, take care of you when those times come. He told him, he, the Lord told him, said, go hide yourself. Man, you, they're, they're out to kill you. Go hide yourself. And that's what he did. Now, now he is to show himself. He said, you go hide yourself three years ago. Now he says, go show yourself. What's wrong with the Lord? Something wrong with him. When he tell you three years ago to hide yourself, and now he's telling you to show yourself. You figure that one out. He obeyed God when he told him to hide himself, and he obeyed God when he told him to show himself. That's the key to all of that is he obeyed God both ways. When God said, you hide yourself, he went and hid himself. And he said, when you go show yourself, he went to show himself. A man who is set on witnessing for the Lord and does at every opportunity is also ready to quit for a spell when he is told to do so. It's not, it's not good to go. I've had, I've had the Lord, somebody said, won't you go talk to so-and-so? I, I knew then it wasn't no good for me to do that at that particular time. But then the time comes for you to go do it. And when, when the Lord gets ready for you, you go do it and sit down and talk to that person. It makes a big difference in your life. Matter of fact, for three years, from, from last week into this week, are you beginning to see how that God directs and leads his anointed? When God is ready to release Elijah to go and do the mission God had commanded, he was surely a man of authority by that time. Man of authority. Are you, are you the trouble of Israel? He said, no. He said, you're the trouble of Israel. I mean, he, he pointed right in the face of the king, whose wicked wife 
would have would have had him killed in a second. He pointed at the king just like who who else did that? That Nathan. Nathan did that to David. When when Nathan met David, when when God gave him gave him the uh, uh, the uh, thing of going of uh, the uh, the task of going and talk to David, the king. <laughs> if God came to me today and said, "I want you to go talk to President Trump." You know, you know what would be my first thoughts in my mind would be, why well, it's useless for me to do something like that. But you never know. You never know. The uh, Kent Clark, the man that preached Brother David Clark's funeral, I remember Brother David, uh, um, Collier's funeral with me. Did you know that the Trump campaign asked him to open in prayer at one of his one of his uh, uh, meetings in Michigan? Hey, some people's got that prayer on their Facebook. I don't know, have any of you seen it? But it's one. It's something else. Kent Clark told me, I went to seminary with Kent, and we, I was talking with him up there at Brother David's uh, visitation. And and I was Kent was talking about it, and Kent said, I just about melted in my shoes when I heard that they wanted me to open the prayer for his, uh, uh, whatever it was he was doing. And he did it. And he did it. And he said, when, when it was all over, he said, I just, he said, if, if there's anybody that learns how to trust the Lord, he said, I learned how to trust the Lord that day, that moment. Because he said, the Lord gave me every word. And I want to tell you, you ought to read it. You ought to read it. When God is ready to release Elijah to go and do the mission God had commanded him, he was surely a man of authority. Just remember for him to show himself to Elijah was to reveal himself to the one who had been seeking to kill him and his wicked wife who was also seeking to kill him. He knew that. Verses 12 and 13, we just read it to you. When men and women will do at the beckoning of their spouse, I mean, I'm sorry, let me say, what men and women will do at the beckoning of their spouse. Obadiah had hid 100 prophets in the cave to keep them alive, and how God wants one of the prophets to go and face Ahab and wicked Jezebel. You know, sometimes, sometimes we'll do, we'll run, we'll, we'll run laps for our wives or our husbands. But here was one where he had to go and 
face somebody who was trying to kill him. It was Solomon who said, The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as lions. Proverbs 28 and verse 1. The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as lions. When Ahab found Elijah, he seen as it, as if he had found a pestilence of Israel. Really, Ahab was so afraid, was it, I'm sorry, was as afraid of Elijah as Elijah was afraid of Ahab and his wicked wife, Jezebel. Ahab's first response to Elijah was, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? Ahab acted as if though Elijah had stopped the rain for three years instead of Jehovah God doing it. I like the boldness of Elijah when that question brought another scalding response to Ahab. I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house in that ye have forsaken the commandments, thou hast followed Balaam. Yes, you trouble Israel. When you, you were put in there as a saved, righteous king, and what did you do? Ooh, ooh, this is going to hit hard. Listen to this, I'm about finished. It's going to hit hard. What did you do? You started... Uh, uh, worshiping with the wicked. You started saying Baal, what Baal teaches, Balaam teaches, it's not that bad. That's what he says here. He says, I have not troubled Israel. That's what I, Elijah told Ahab. I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house, in that ye have first of all forsaken the commandments. You've forsaken the commandments of God, and you have followed Balaam, one of the wickedest prophets in the world ever lived. You have followed Balaam. You thought Balaam was a pretty good fella, so you followed him. What's, what, what do we do? Our ears get to itching, our, we get to, we get to squirming, and we, we don't mind going and, fellowshipping with whomever we think makes us happy. All right, let's all stand if you would. We're going to uh, close in.